welcome back to episode three of the Get Up and Glow podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the 24 things I have learned in 24 years. So yes, that is right. My 24th birthday is coming up on January 30th. I am very excited. And with every single year, you know, when my birthday arrives, I spend the entire month leading up to it, essentially reevaluating my entire life uh, just to figure out where I'm at. Am I happy? The answer is yes. Uh, with that being said, I've learned a lot in 24 years. I've made a lot of mistakes and I also done things that were really great for my life. And half the time those things are like unintentional. So here I have documented the most important 24 things I have learned in my 24 years so I can share them with you guys so you can learn from my mistakes, you can learn from my, my successes and get more of it. So, you know, there's nothing better than learning from someone else's mistakes so you don't have to make them on your own. So here we go. Without further ado, 24 things I've learned in 24 years. Okay, number one, people pleasing harms people. I know that sounds crazy. Like how could people pleasing harm people? You know, like you're trying to please them. You're trying to make them happy. So how can that be harmful? Well, let me tell you, people pleasing truly harms both parties. And I have learned this from a very young age, but I didn't really start taking my own advice or getting that like to sink in until my late or like my mid twenties. I guess I'm in my mid twenties now. Uh, so hear me out. When I was a kid, I was a huge people pleaser and I kind of still am a little bit. I'm still working on it, but I was so much of a people pleaser that it would actually bite me in the butt. For example, sometimes you want to tell somebody what you know they want to hear or what the nice thing is to do, even if it doesn't make sense and it hurts that person in the process. For instance, say you planned to hang out with your best friend because she came to you and said, hey, you know, I know we are in a big group of people now that we entered high school, for instance, and that's great and all, but I really miss you. Uh, and I would love to have like a one-on-one -on -one time with you. And you as a friend are like, yeah, of course, that's great. Cause like as much as you love hanging out in a big group of people, sometimes it is nice to have one-on-one -on -one time with a specific friend. Cause I am all for having different friends for different reasons. You know, someone's a party friend. Someone's the friend that you wanna do book clubs with. Someone's the friend you want to go take Instagram pictures with, etc. Like there's different types of friends uh, for different activities you want to do. So say if that one friend and you make a little date of, you know, one-on-one -on -one time and somebody else asks you in that friend group what you're doing that day, it can be very hard to say that you're busy and when they of course because it's never <laughs> the so oh I'm busy okay cool it's always well doing what so if that person asks what are you doing like it is hard to admit hey I'm hanging out with so-and-so and leaving at that because you feel that pressure like the people pleaser in you would feel that pressure to say hey do you want to come over you can hang out with us or I can ask so-and-so so often what people do is they lie or they try to talk their way out of it to make themselves feel comfortable because they feel like they're going to be mean by just saying hey, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. They really wanted one-on-one -on -one time. And I would love to actually have that time with you too. So I'm busy on Saturday, but what about next Saturday, you and I go to the movies? Cause I would love to spend some time on, with just you as well to get to know you better or like nurture our relationship a little bit more. Instead of doing that, most people just get nervous, especially when you're younger and they word vomit and they try to talk their way out of it or beat around the bush or essentially do anything other than the uncomfortable thing about, hey, I'm hanging out with this person. Uh, she really, like, et cetera. She just wants one-on-one -on -one time with me. She's been missing me a lot and I think that's okay. You know what I mean? If people, if they feel uncomfortable just coming out and saying that. And that's something I've learned. That's just one example of people pleasing and how it can harm both people. Because of course, if you make up a lie 
young age because we've all done that and they find out about it it's just gonna be worse than just telling someone the truth right off the bat sometimes the it's not that deep and it's not that big of a deal just to come out and say hey or even if it's like I don't want to go out if you just want to sit at home and watch Netflix all day that's totally okay just tell someone that sometimes I find it like in life what I've learned is just being honest about your intentions or what you're going to do is always going to be more beneficial than trying to talk your way through a lie to save someone's feelings because half the time you're not saving their feelings anyways because a they're either going to pick up on it super fast that you're lying and it's going to look super bad or super cringy not only that say if they do honestly believe you and then they find out you were lying that's going to be worse than if you just told someone hey I didn't want to hang out because I'm tired or hey yeah I really want to see this friend I've already made plans it's not that I don't love you and want to include you in on them it's just that we've already made these plans and I don't I want to honor that commitment first but I would love to hang out with you another day that's just an example of how people pleasing harms people number two own what makes you different I had a YouTube channel from a very young age. I thought I was going to be the next Mac Barbie 07 or Bethany Moda. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a star. I thought I was destined for stardom and nothing could stop me. I had a YouTube channel from the age of 12, like a gap teeth, the whole thing. And I owned it. Like I started off from the get go, like posting twice a week for years. Did I blow up? Absolutely not. Ironically, my one video that did blow up blew up after I finally stopped. But the reason I eventually stopped was just because I became busy. I grew up and I wanted to hang out with my friends and I didn't have time to edit videos all the time. But with that being said, people made fun of those videos for years. Uh, I remember going into grade nine and the upperclassmen found these YouTube videos and they would call me by my YouTube handle because that was back when it was like YouTube, like Usernames like a GC07, opposed to just like having the name, uh, like Madison, for instance. So I was um, Glitzy Girl 5.0. So they would call me Glitzy everywhere. They'd call me on my cell phone after school and like try to bother me about it. Uh, people would like shout Glitzy up the hallways. But my delusional self thought that meant they thought I was so cool. Like that was me thinking, wow, I am truly famous. Like, I don't know how I, like, someone so young got the confidence to just be like, yeah, I'm glitzy, what's up? But that was the best thing I could have done for myself. Uh, I, because honestly, though they're definitely trying to troll me, I became in on the joke. And I feel like it stopped because they realized I wasn't going to stop making content just because they were bullying me about it or making fun of me about it. And I didn't really care. Like I actually like threw it, not threw it back, but I accepted it and I laughed it off and I was genuinely not bothered by it. Uh, and I think that type of confidence made the whole YouTube thing not a big deal. So people just knew me as, oh yeah, that girl makes videos. And, and I think that's something great that we should take into our lives. You know, the concept of yeah, I'm doing something that everyone else is doing. Yeah, it can be a little weird. Yeah, it can be a little cringy. So what? Uh, normalize the yeah and. If someone comes up and says, oh, you're making TikToks? That's so weird. Just go, yeah and? Because <laughs> what? Like, it's not a big deal. It's truly not. And I think if someone's trying to tear you down or make fun of you, brush it off. It doesn't really matter. For little comments like that, just show them that you genuinely are unbothered and they're going to eventually stop. Uh, you know, walk through life with like an intense, almost toxic level of confidence. Is that horrible to recommend? I don't know, but it worked for me. I don't know where, who I thought I was walking around thinking some upperclassmen were thinking I'm like the coolest star ever. Uh, but that's who I like, what I genuinely thought. I love my videos. I was proud of those videos and nobody was going to stop me. So that is a great 
thing I've a lesson I've learned and I know as I grew up like I reflected on that and I'm really proud for my of my younger self for like dealing with it in that way Number three, don't wish the time away. Uh, this happens to everyone at any stage of life. You know, when I was younger, I couldn't wait to be 16 and have a cell phone and have a boyfriend. And then when I was 16, I couldn't wait to uh, be in a condo and work in the city and have a boyfriend. And now I have all of those things and a boyfriend. Uh, wow, my younger self would be so proud. Now I'm like, okay, I want to get married. I want to own a home. I want even more money. Uh, it's never ending and you want to wish your life away. And it's so funny because every time I get to the where I I wanted or where I wished I was going to end up in my life I always looked back and missed being younger at every stage of my life I missed high school thinking oh my god I had no responsibility I had uh, so much free time on my hands that I missed elementary school because of even more free time and the innocence like just being a kid at Christmas etc there's so many good things about uh, being in each stage of life, which is like the blessing of getting older because with every year comes new experiences. And I think we forget that one day we're going to look back on the moments we're currently in or the years or eras, if you will, that we are currently living and wish we were more present in them opposed to just wishing them away. So that's something I've learned and I work on. And whenever I try to tell myself, oh, I can't wait, I'll just be happy when, I stop myself and I say, no, it's not, I'll just be happy when, it's I'm going to be happy now. And that is something I've learned, which has been really beneficial uh, in living my life. Uh, this is directly related, but the next thing I've learned is do not waste time over planning your life, in particular when you are in a relationship with someone. So I've learned this the hard way. Before I moved out, I thought my life plan was going to be a lot different. Uh, I thought I was going to buy a home. I thought I was going to live out in the country uh, and basically everything that I planned and spent so long planning did not happen. I'm living in the city now. I'm renting with my boyfriend in a condo, which we love and it worked out for us. But the, when I tell you, we spent hours, probably days in total, mapping out our entire lives, looking on MLS, trying to find the houses we were going to buy, even though we weren't even intending to buy for another year at that point. Like we, I thought I had to have every single aspect of my life figured out down to like the financial plan, the exact location and proximity from work when I wasn't even in the market at that stage. So what I've learned is do it's good to have dreams and have goals and set yourself up for those goals. For instance, if I want to buy a house in 2025, it would be smart to make a financial plan to help me get to that point. But I'm not going to start looking at locations, uh, houses on MLS, etc., until I'm actually in that moment where I have that money saved, I have that secure relationship, and then and I'm ready to actually start going forward and buying a house because it's such a waste of time, energy and just effort uh, trying to plan your whole life around something that probably won't happen because let's be real nothing ever truly goes as planned so wait until you're in that moment to genuinely think everything out uh, it's good to have goals but over planning is just not not worth the mental effort Okay, and the next thing I've learned is you'll know when it's time for a change when you feel the click. At every big moment in my life when I decided to make a change, it truly was just like a it, a click. It just went off in my brain. I remember when I was working at Dairy Queen, uh, all of a sudden I opened up my schedule and I saw that I wasn't having a lot of hours and I don't know, I just, it, it was a click. I said, I want to do an office job. I want an office job. I looked on, ML on MLS, I, I looked on uh, LinkedIn and I got a job at a real estate office, hence why I keep bringing up MLS. Uh, and 
just like that, like the next day I went and interviewed and got that job, like with the decision to change that job and move into an office level job or off like an entry office job was like so quick. And I know that sounds bad because like you should think of things out in more depth, but like when you're young and you're just working part time, like it's not as deep as a giant career change, but it's funny because whenever I, like people think, oh, should I leave my job for instance? Should I do this? Should I move out? Uh, should I break up with him? Uh, what my answer to that is, if you're having a big question of like the should I is, like literally just wait it out because one moment you will wake up and feel the click and you are not ready to make that change often until you feel that click. Now I know that there's situations that may not apply if it's an unhealthy situation you can't just wait until you feel it um and you should try and make efforts to like to change your situation if possible but if you're someone who's waiting for like a sign or really on the fence of like what you should do about a situation like wait for the click because one day you're just gonna realize it's time and the click's gonna happen and that is great and it's always happened to me so I've learned whenever I'm in a stressful situation of like should I do this should I I'm not even going to get into it too deep, but just wait for the click. Okay, the next thing is just because someone is mad at you does not mean they hate you. Uh, I still deal with this. Every time someone gets mad about something, I think, oh my God, they hate me. They don't want to be my friend anymore, etc. Or, oh my God, they hate me. They're going to fire me, etc. Uh, that is not the case. People get annoyed. It's just normal. I get annoyed. My friends, I'm sure, get annoyed with me. When you spend a lot of time with somebody, it's just it just happens. Uh, the important thing is when someone does get upset and frustrated, if they communicate with that to you, that's amazing. Uh, because in my mind, it's not a problem unless someone addresses it if they're going to be mad and not tell you that's not your fault it's nothing you can really be concerned about but if someone brings up a problem or something you've said and done that was wrong the best thing you can do is admit that you are wrong find ways that you can prevent that from happening communicate that you care about that person uh, and just own it and then move on it's going to be awkward at first but like most of the time like in relationships like think about your parents for instance like how many times you've gotten into little spats with like your your parents or your siblings like does not mean that you you don't love them it just means that in the moment they were driving you nuts and that's normal and that's okay The next thing I've learned is you are the main character of your own life, but nobody else's. Uh, this is important and I still need to be reminded because the way I think I am the main character of everyone's life sometimes is like kind of toxic. Uh, and I don't mean that in like a narcissistic way, but I think that you know, especially with today with social media, everyone posts and they th overthink everything. Uh, I don't face tune my photos, but I used to way back when, and I used to spend hours editing them to perfection because I thought for some reason I had to post like I was some celebrity because, you know, people were waiting to see my Instagram posts and I had to have the perfect body. And that's just not the case. People do not care. Like they're going to see your post, think it's cool, tap it and then scroll and they're going to be on to the next thing. Uh, so going back to just like you are the main character of your own life like enjoy your life live it to the fullest take those instagram pics i know i sure do uh, but don't post or do things for other people because you think that the the they are waiting for you like you're some a celebrity that everyone can, like is obsessed with like that's not the case like everyone's dealing with their own stuff everyone has their own things that uh that are important to them so yeah just like own it and live your life live your best life and let uh, support other people and let them live their best lives as well
Okay, the seventh thing I've learned is you are the main character of your life, but nobody else's. Uh, this is something that's important to remember because, you know, in a world where we post everything on social media, sometimes we overshare because we think that people are interested in it. I am I used to be so bad at oversharing, uh, and it's just not the case. Sometimes, you know, it's just good to keep things to yourself. Uh, you know, not everybody needs to know my morning, what I eat for breakfast every single morning like I literally used to do or every aspect of your relationship with somebody uh, that's important to you but not to everybody else because uh, you are not the main character of their life so with that being said post what you want but don't feel the pressure to you know edit everything or making everything perfect because you know you feel like you sometimes you can get carried away thinking like we are the Kim Kardashian of our own Instagrams which is great if you enjoy that but don't put pressure on yourself to be perfect because in reality like everyone is living their own lives, dealing with their own things. They're going to see whatever you post online, double tap it or not, and then just swipe away and just forget about you. And I know that sounds sad, uh, but you know, other, but your friends, your family, the people who genuinely care about you the most, but with the like little things that mean so much to you, uh, they don't necessarily mean so much to other people. So this is it's really important to make sure that you're living like a genuine life that you enjoy because you like it and not live for somebody else or try to fit into a certain box for somebody. Because at the end of the day, like if you morph your entire life for a person or for an ideal, uh, that's not going to be you living your best life. You won't be happy. And if, again, those people that you're trying to please most often will be happy, but they will probably think about you for like a few moments of their day and move on to whatever else is going on in their life. Number eight, spending money on experiences is always worth it, sometimes even more so than materialistic items. Uh, I've learned this as I was entering my early 20s where I wanted to do so much. I wanted to go on all of these trips, uh, I want, but then again, I wanted all of these clothes, all of these fancy things I was seeing online. Uh, and I took a step back and like, obviously you can't spend money on everything, although it'd be nice. Uh, and early on to my relationship with my current boyfriend, Zachary, I suggested we, instead of doing gifts, we do experiences. So for Valentine's Day or for birthdays or for Christmases, we'll do things like going to the day spa, going to Niagara Falls on a trip, um, etc. And I, that is the exact money we would have really spent on each other anyways. So it's more beneficial for our relationship because we get to spend time with each other. You get to sp- <laughs> it's more beneficial for our relationship because we get to spend time with each other. We get to enjoy those moments. We get to look back on those memories as we grow older. In my mid-20s, I learned the importance of experiences. For instance, if I'm going to spend money on something, I want to make sure I'm getting an experience out of it. So this could be as simple as instead of ordering, you know, takeout through Uber Eats, like go to the restaurant and actually enjoy the food that you're ordering uh, with the ambiance around it. Enjoy the people who you're eating with, etc. This makes it an experience an outing that you're actually going to remember and it makes your money it's well spent opposed to you know eating uh, on your couch alone sometimes you want to do that it's totally okay but there's nothing better you know it's a kind of like the difference between getting coffee in your car when you're in it through a drive-thru versus like drinking coffee at a coffee shop while reading a book uh in my my experience spending money on those experiences are always better served i feel better afterwards and i feel like it's money well spent so in every aspect of my life Life, I look for ways to spend on experiences opposed to actual just like the materialistic item. Number 
Nine, you are a reflection of the people you surround yourself with. This could not be more true. And the older I get, the more I look back on my life and realize just how true that statement is. Uh, all of the friend groups I've had have been associated with different eras of myself. Uh, and they've all been good because, you know, I've learned a lot through all the different versions of myself. But when I tell you I have like been the goody two shoes, I have been the rebellious one. I have been the, uh, the really smart girl who's obsessed with studying and coffee. And then I was the Game of Thrones girly who wore sweatpants and no bras for a year, which was like one of my weirdest eras. <laughs> like, uh, And now I'm just like me and I'm living my life. Uh, but as now that I'm an adult, I can look back and see like, the people I hung around with, their interests had a direct uh, implication on the type of person I was in that era. Um, not saying that like I morphed my interests, my interests just based on like the type of person so they would like me type of thing. But I think it's just like there's different seasons of life you're in. Like the who you surround yourself with uh, is gonna be who you eventually become. So I think when you're younger, it's not something you have to like end all be all. You have to surround yourself with like successful, like hard work people it's not that deep surround yourself with people you just genuinely care about uh, but as we age uh, there's going to be friends that you're no longer going to be compatible with and that is okay because if you surround yourself with people who are not functioning at the same frequency as you it's not it's gonna be harmful for you both and I think that the best thing that I've ever did was surround move go to university and surround myself with people who are like-minded individuals that are really goal-oriented uh they are they have tons of different experiences I have so many different friends we have friends who travel the world I have friends who are the most amazing workers I have friends who are the most creative uh, people I've met and all of those friends I surround myself with kind of make up like the like who I am uh, so that is the biggest thing I've learned and I always look for uh to attract people into my life that are genuinely good and whatever that may be they don't have to be the smartest person or they don't have to be you know the fanciest person I'm just looking for people who I want to become you know like if I had to switch lives with that person I would still be proud that's the type of person I want in my life okay the next thing I have learned is you don't get what you don't ask for period uh the worst thing someone can say when you ask for something is no so ask anyway is within a reason um but I've learned like I get so many things to just asking if it's simple as you know you go to a hotel and you ask for a free upgrade or ask for a late checkout they like 99% of the time will give it to you uh so ask ask away because uh, the worst thing someone can say to you is no. The next thing I've learned is everybody has big loser energy I think we are all just people walking around on earth trying to be cool and feeling like we are the biggest imposters in the world like everyone I've met even the coolest people like people who I think are like the absolute most amazing people on on the planet will say things that make me feel like they do not realize how cool they are which is so funny and I think that's just so true I think every single person doesn't realize how they're perceived everyone's a little bit insecure deep deep down uh, and they just want everyone to like them we are all big people pleasing losers on this earth and that sounds so rough um but it's 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 totally true like everybody is going through these same things everyone experiences imposter syndrome everyone uh second guesses themselves sometimes so if you're doing that to yourself just know that that person is doing it too i say this to my friends all the time uh for instance 
sense. Like if you are um, wanting to ask for a raise, but you're super nervous to ask your boss, if you work for a bigger company, uh, like my friend does, uh, you know, that boss is gonna ask their boss for a raise too. Like they're in the same boat. Like we all are people sharing very similar human experiences. We just aren't aware of it. Uh, so we all have big loser energy. Uh, so if you feel like you aren't good enough, you are 100% you are. And I bet you everyone else here is thinking that they're not good enough too. Uh, but we all are worthy and we all are amazing people. So that's something that we need to know. <laughs> The next thing I've learned is balancing masculine and feminine energy is so important. We all have both energies within us and sometimes we can get stuck in one, uh, especially during, you know, different seasons of our lives. Like for now, like if you are working or if you're studying, often we operate in the masculine masculine and that can be very draining. And I think it leads to burnout. Um, and especially if you don't st take a step back and nurture your feminine side. So operate a little bit slower. Uh, take time for you be creative uh, it's really important that we balance out both energies to be the happiest most content version of ourselves the next thing I learned, which is debatably one of the most important things in this video, is to move in silence. Uh, this is something I have had to learn the hard way. I'm sure everyone listening to this has experienced this in some way, shape, or form where you have a plan that's coming up and either A, you tell everyone about it and it doesn't happen, or B, you tell everyone about it and everyone takes your idea. Uh, although imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery, sometimes you don't want someone else to beat you to the bush. It's kind of like way back when I was getting my G2, my driver's license, I told everybody, I was like the oldest in my class because I'm a January baby, hence uh, my birthday coming up. <laughs> uh, but I told everyone in my class that I was about to take this driving test. And so much so that when I came back from being absent from school to take the test, I've failed it. Everyone in the whole school knew I failed and it was like the most embarrassing thing ever. In reality, it's not deep. Going back to what I said before, we're all just big losers. Everyone has failures that they're ashamed of and whatever, but uh, I was so embarrassed and I've learned kind of in that point and I made mistakes more along the way where I would tell people my intentions of doing something and it either just didn't happen uh, or it did, but I it just, it bit, bit me in the butt in the long run. So move in silence. If you are planning on doing something, do that independently until you actually achieve it. Of course, you can bring people who you care about into the mix if you genuinely want their opinions and support, but be careful with who you share your intentions to because not everybody is going to have your best interest at heart. Okay, this thing is, all, the next thing is really important too. Um, be careful what you disclose about your relationships with other people uh, because you know, you may forgive, forgive that person. Uh, but if you're, you tell somebody who you, who loves you, something that someone else did that hurt you, that person will not forgive and forget as easily as you may, especially if they don't really love or like that person who hurt you in the first place. Uh, so, you know, it's important to talk about arguments, especially in relationships. Like it's good to have someone else to vent to that you really trust. Uh, but keep in mind when you're telling someone something that happened in a relationship, if A, uh, you, if say like you had a really big fight with your boyfriend, uh, wait on it before you tell people because it will change uh, that your best friend's version or of that person, that boyfriend 
in their head and that's going to be really hard to repair uh, so if you forgive them in a week or day a month whatever depending on the severity of the situation like they won't be as quick to do that and that's going to take a lot of work and you're going to have to heal from that uh, I'm talking about more like the larger fights obviously like your boyfriend leaving socks on the ground in your apartment is not going to be like your best friend's not going to be like oh my gosh I, I hate him um, but when you have or even even friendships when things like that happens telling your parents like the people who love you aren't going to forgive the people that hurt you as easy as you will forgive those people if you do love them deeply if that makes sense so before you go and disclose every little argument or every little thing that's going on in a friendship in a relationship uh be careful and really can stop and consider am i gonna be over this by tomorrow morning because if you are then you're gonna give an illusion of that person uh it's gonna damage that reputation and the view the eyes of the other person that you care about too so just be really considerate when talking about or disclosing relationship issues Okay, the next thing is good things happen to people who believe that they will. Uh, being positive totally works. <laughs> uh, of course, like sometimes bad stuff happens. And I know that I've, I've lived a very privileged life where I've never had any insane loss or anything extremely traumatic happen to me uh, so far. And I know that because if so, I am I'm very blessed and it's easy for me to say, oh, positivity works. Uh, so I understand and sympathize with people who are going through really traumatic, really hard times. And I'm not saying that, okay, just be positive and like talk. I'm not promoting toxic positivity. But with that being said, uh, you know, having that mindset that good things are coming, even when you're in bad places usually helps uh in my experience even when I've been through bad times because although I've not been nothing through traumatic I've had I have bad times when I stop and say you know what I'm really hurting right now but good things happen to me and it's gonna come and the light's coming soon it always does uh so I think having that mindset and trying to be positive uh helps <laughs> it helps attract good things into your life Okay, the next thing is never tell somebody something that you don't want at least one other person to know. Because uh, let's be real, everyone has that other person that doesn't count. <laughs> like everyone does. Uh, and I know that. When I tell my friends something, I know that they're going to tell at least one other person. Either their best, best friend or their boyfriend. Like I'm just assuming that they know, they're going to know. Uh, unless, you know, there's obviously people that you really do trust where I knew. I know if I told my best friends something and I said, don't tell your boyfriend or don't tell like really seriously don't tell anyone. I trust them that they wouldn't. But if I don't disclose that information, if I just tell them a secret or something without being like, do not tell somebody, the likelihood that they're going to tell at least one other person that they trust, that like it's a person that doesn't count, is extremely high. Uh, so if you're, especially if you're younger, like do, like please take this advice. Like be careful what you tell their pe other people because gossiping is just it's natural and it's not right but it happens uh so be careful with who you trust and who you talk about just try to you know not say anything that you wouldn't want someone else knowing about or especially if you're talking about someone else that's bothering you going back to what i said before and another tip like sometimes just don't just just 
cope with it. You're, you're, if you're annoyed at somebody, just cope with it on your own. Cause it's a lot better than doing that and telling someone and venting to someone and then having that get back to another person and hurting their feelings, especially when you get over it in the next day. Okay. The next thing is it's important to start thinking about your finances at a young age. Thank gosh. I started doing this. Uh, my boyfriend has been amazing at helping me plan out my finances, but even before I met him, I went in and wanted to start saving for our retirement. I remember going into the bank at like 18, uh, wanting to open up an RS or retirement savings plan. And they, like the guy was looking at me like, you're 18 years old. That is crazy. Uh, but it is never too late to start thinking about your financial future and getting used to budgeting. That's something that's really important, especially in today's economy. Uh, so learn those skills at a young age, your future self will thank you for it. Okay. The next thing is kind of controversial, but it is duct tape isn't repression. It is peace. So people are gonna be like, what is duct tape? I refer to duct tape as like figuratively putting, imagine there's a duct tape, like a piece of duct tape over my mouth when I want to say something that I just really shouldn't say. Um, that sounds so toxic, but hear me out. Sometimes we complain about everything and we nag and sometimes it's just not worth that piece. If you are in a relationship and you know, there's going to be 101 things that bother you about the other person or even like really, really close friendships or relationships with your parents. Sometimes you just stop and can like take, take a step back and be like, is it really worth the argument? You know, sometimes it's not. And in those moments, just duct tape it. For instance, if you're driving in a car trying to get somewhere and someone takes a wrong turn, instead of being like, why did you take that turn? I told you to turn right. And having a big argument about that and arriving at your destination upset, sometimes just duct tape it. It's not worth the argument. <laughs> Protect your peace uh, and everyone's going to be a lot happier. I'm not saying that with that being said, I'm not saying to never bring up things when they're wrong. I'm just saying choose your battles wisely. The next thing, you succeed when your friends do. Normalize being happy for your friends' successes without comparing yourself. Everyone operates at a different speed in life. Everyone wants different things. What's What you want or what's good for you is not necessarily what's good or for someone else or what even they want too uh, and recognize that I am so happy where I finally got to the point in my life where I'm genuinely so happy for all of my friends and that's something that's hard I think with people especially when you graduate university everyone compares themselves to each other oh she got a job super quick or oh they're making x men of dollars or oh they moved out to here and like everyone is trying to figure out like am I making it? And going back to, we're all big losers, the big loser energy, just trying to figure out if we are living up to like the person that we're supposed to be. Uh, yes, you are. Like you are living your ver the version of your life that like, you're supposed to be living. And that version is completely different from someone else's version. So be happy for your friends. Their successes are amazing. And don't, discredit yourself because you're not there. You're not achieving that. You're not making as much money as a friend or you're not moving out at the same time as your friend or you don't have as many friends as your other friend. Like it does not matter. Be happy for them. Watch them grow, root for them because the people who do that and are supportive of their friends, like from a good, genuine place, you're going to attract good things too. Uh, negativity will always bite you in the butt. Uh, jealousy is not a good 
thing to have. It's very hard to overcome, but uh, keep yourself in check. Uh, notice when you are getting jealous and remind yourself that it is okay because what is meant for you will come to you. So hype your friends up. Let's normalize it. Okay, next up, you are the content you consume. This is so true. Uh, so be careful of the type of podcast you listen to, the type of YouTube videos you watch, even the type of movies you watch or books you read. You are what you consume and this couldn't be more true. If I am reading something that talks about girls who are severely dieting, I can tell that my view on like working out and like health and fitness in its entirety shifts the entire time I'm consuming that piece of content. Or if I'm watching like a beauty makeover show, what do I want to do? I want to do face masks and do my hair. Like, it's so true. Uh, it's kind of like even like when you clean, like deep clean your room and you put on like a, a deep cleaning YouTube video, like it's whatever you watch often like matches the vibes of whatever moment you're in. So just be really careful to not over consume negative and harmful content because I think it can do a lot of harm. Okay, the next thing is sometimes you have to be hard on yourself. Uh, I know that sounds like out of the ordinary from what I would typically recommend because I like you should be go easy on yourself but sometimes you gotta go hard on yourself uh, sometimes you have to challenge the way you think and call yourself out when you're doing something wrong and look for ways you can be a better friend a better daughter a better sister a better uh, girlfriend wife uh, just a better person in general uh, and when you're wrong admit it, you know, or if there's something that you're scared of and it's hard or uncomfortable to step out of your comfort zone, but you know, deep down, it's what you need to do. Do it. Like it is okay to be uncomfortable. We need to make ourselves uncomfortable at some point. Uh, cause being uncomfortable often means you are growing. And if you're comfortable your whole life, like it's not going to lead to much growth. So sometimes we have to be a little hard on ourselves in terms of just being the ones to push ourselves into the direction that we need to go in order to grow and really find fulfillment in life or feel fulfilled in life. And the next thing is grace, not perfection. Uh, although we have, we should push ourselves sometimes, we have to give ourselves grace. Uh, it, nothing has to be perfect. Uh, I've learned this the hard way, you know, wanting my entire apartment to be clean 24 seven, for example, sometimes give yourself grace. If you're exhausted, you had a long work day and you really don't want to do the back Vacuuming, do it tomorrow. Give yourself grace and take that bubble bath or go for a hot girl walk. It is not that deep. Uh, you're going to be okay. You are doing great. Uh, so grace, not perfection. Number 23, uh, it is better to have failed but tried than to have never tried at all. Uh, if you want to create a TikTok, if you want to try and pick up a new hobby, if you want to go up to that cute guy at the grocery store and ask him out, try. It's better to fail and have tried and at least know the answer uh, than to never have tried at all. Uh, you will never get anywhere if you don't try. And if you fail a hundred times, that's okay. Because if you keep going, maybe the hundred and one time or the hundred and first time will be the time you actually succeed. Uh, what's normalized? Trying things, even if you want to quit it. Um, I have big quitter energy. <laughs> I will try so many new things. Decide I don't like them or they're not for me and then just move on to the next. And that is totally okay. Uh, so if you want to do something and you're thinking of uh, an activity or a hobby or anything that you really want to do, but you're holding yourself back, just try it. If you fail, that's okay. Cause let's be real. 
we're like we're all big losers that fail at life <laughs> no okay i'm just take that out but it's kind of true <laughs> okay and number 24 uh what will be will be uh just like the doris day song okay sarah sarah um what is meant for you i truly believe is it's already planned out like what is meant for you will attract itself into your life at the exact moment you're ready for it. So just know that with every day, do your best to be the best version of you you can, even if that best version of you can only lay in bed and read a book and take an advocacy of a huge migraine or you're just not, you're feeling really upset. Like that is the best you can do that day. That is okay. And the next, the best you can do is wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, work a nine to five, come home, clean your entire apartment, pick up the kids from daycare and live your best life and that is the best version of you for that day like each day comes with new challenges each day you feel uh, you feel different you have different levels of motivation uh but whatever you want in life or when you think of like your ideal life when you are at the end of the road uh, i honestly believe that those big things that you want so badly will come at that exact moment like at the right time uh, so just like in in summary of all of these tips that I've given you of things I've learned in my 20s, don't overplan things. Don't overthink it. Uh, go in the direction of your dreams. Reevaluate your dreams to make sure they're things that you actually still want because we can change. Uh, surround yourself with great people. Know that if you feel like you're an imposter or if you feel like you're not good enough, you are. And everybody thinks that they're a loser sometimes. Everybody cringes at things they've done in the past or things that they've said. Everyone's harder on themselves. So go easy on yourself choose grace not perfection but push yourself when you need to and be okay with the idea of being uncomfortable sometimes if it means growing and trust the process because what will be will most definitely be so with that i say thank you so much to listening for listening to episode three of the get up and glow podcast this was a much longer episode than the other two uh but i hope you got a lot out of it i feel so good uh for just brain dumping everything i've learned in my 24 years of life so (laughs) i hope you enjoyed it uh please go ahead and follow us on instagram at the get up and glow podcast and on tiktok at get up and glow and tune in for in two sundays from now for episode four so thank you and with that i say have a great day bye everyone